Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. Toby and Eva have found their parents, but their songs are needed to rescue the Sapphire Islands. In this final episode, everything gets very serious and lots more people arrive at Luna Island. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother Pam McNaughton. Score and vocals by Zoe McNaughton. The Queen and the Rock Eva woke to the sounds of talking, of activity, of things happening. She rubbed her eyes and sat up from the makeshift bed Mama had created from soft things from the bluebird. She looked around and Toby was staring too, and Mama and Papa were already sitting up. Around them people were moving, talking, muttering, whispering. Fias came to them. Eva thought she had never seen his face look so serious. You're awake. Good. You need to come and see. Eva looked round at her family and they all scrambled out of their beds, straightened their clothes and went down to the harbour where their ship was and all those that had arrived the day before. But that was not all. The harbour and the sea beyond were covered in sea vessels, from impressive ships that made the bluebird look tiny to rafts looking like they had been strung together at the last minute. And the ships were full. Eva and Toby had thought that most of the residents of the Sapphire Islands must be here already, but there were so, so many more. People and bears and badgers and foxes and wolves and all sorts of creatures. They all looked sad, worried, panicked. Eva turned to find that Fiaz was standing beside her. They're from all the islands, Fiaz spoke in a low voice. Or some are people who had left but felt a draw to return. But they are returning to nothing. The islanders all stay the same. The Sapphire Islands are sinking back into the sea. Everyone woke this morning to it. Some houses were already deep underwater, but all of them are sinking. Out of the corner of her eye, Eva saw Fiaz wipe his face quickly with the back of his hand. Your island, are they? They're okay, Fiaz said. Our island hasn't gone down so much, because of our song, I'm sure, but it won't last much longer. I'm so sorry, Fiaz, Toby spoke in a deep voice. We need to get to work, Mama spoke gently but firmly. We need to write a song to bring back the islands, and very quickly. The others agreed, and they walked back to the fire, which was burning again. People were working on breakfast, trying to share what they had with as many people as possible. Eva couldn't stop thinking of all the people, of all the boats, all the homes, all the families. They went into the cave. Toby took out the flute and brought it to his lips. He played a note and then another, but they sounded wrong and discordant. Eva looked at Mama and Papa. She couldn't think of any words. She couldn't think of any tune. She tried singing something, but it sounded weak and hollow and empty. 
The cave seemed to suck the sound into its crevices and deaden everything. They looked at each other. How are we supposed to call islands out of the sea when we don't even know what half of them were like, Toby said. I don't even feel as though I have anything to start with, Eva agreed. Mama and Papa frowned. At that moment, two large hares appeared at the door of the cave. They were on their hind legs, carrying some bowls of porridge that smelled like honey and spices. Would you like these? One said politely, and they accepted, hoping to feel better once their tummies were full. But it didn't seem to make a lot of difference. Eva thought of what they had done for the mole the day before for Luna Island. He had told them the island's story and they wrote the song, but they didn't have time to listen to everyone's stories. Eva stood up and went to the wall of the cave with the carving on it. Queen Sapphira stood singing in the prow of a ship, looking out to the water. Eva sighed. We should go out in the bluebird. Papa spoke decisively and get a fresh perspective. Maybe it will help. Yes, Toby said, standing up. He was frowning a little and Eva could tell that something was happening in his mind. She looked at him and waited. He crossed over to her and looked carefully at the carving too. Finally, he spoke. Mama, what island were you from? Which island was your mother from? I don't, Mama started speaking, but a voice interrupted from the door. You're, you're from Telos. It was the badger of Arindar. They had that look that you have. They did? Mama spoke softly. There were two questions in her voice. They did. The badger came into the cave. It was one of the finest islands, but one of the first to go. It sank many years ago now, deep into the sea. Some of our young ones think it a myth. He gave a sad, strange smile. It was an island of song. Do not misunderstand me. All our islands sing songs, but on Tellus, songs were born. He took a deep breath. It was the heart of the islands, perhaps. Some said that Queen Sapphira lived on Tellus. Some say her family lived there for many years. He looked up then at Mama. But none know what happened to the family when Tellus was lost. Mama looked shaken. Papa moved in behind her and Eva went and took hold of her hand. Are you saying... Toby spoke slowly. Are you saying that Mama might be part of Queen Sapphira's family? The badger shrugged. I cannot say, how could I? But I have wondered since the moment that I saw you. He gave Mama a slow bow. Tell us, Mama said. The others waited. Then she lifted her eyes to look straight at the badger. Let us sail there. Let us sail to Tellus. Perhaps... She didn't finish the sentence, but they all knew what she meant. Perhaps it would help them to write the song. Soon they were on the bluebird. The other crafts in the water moved aside. The badger had introduced them to an otter who was to show them the way. The otter, as they went, 
told them of his island, which was all over laced with streams and waterways, and housed otters, beavers, and all sorts of other small water creatures. It was now completely covered by the sea. Papa guided the bluebird, and Mama helped. Toby and Eva watched the waves, hoping for some sort of tune or something to rise in them. It did not. Finally, the otter said something to Papa, and he dropped the anchor. Toby and Eva peered over the sides into the water. They could see nothing, nothing at all. Mama was beside them, and when Eva looked at her, she saw that she was crying. All those people, Mama said, all those families, my family, my home. She leant over the side again, and a tear rolled down her face and hit the sea. And as it did, water turned a bright blue around it, and the waves began to swirl into patterns, and then from the air itself, whisking around them with a breeze, a voice sang. It was the song they knew so well, but it was different. A clear, bright voice, the voice of the wind, the voice they knew somehow of Queen Sapphira. The sea breeze calls out to me memory of a melody from my land so sweet and blue from the lost and from the true oh Now the aisle's falling, the waves come too high, all the songs have faded, and where am I? Oh, 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 sing my daughter's daughter play my son and call stone let the sapphire island sing again be once a home let them be once more a home oh, seemed to be made of crystals, the ocean, sapphire, the clouds, great pearls by the amber sun. Everything in that moment was precious and utterly beautiful. And the family felt, rolling through them, the great love that created the islands, the love that had written the songs, the love that had created each one, unique, wonderful, perfect for its inhabitants. Eva felt like crying at the beauty and like never breathing again, if only to let this moment last forever. Toby tried to take in every part of his vision, from the sides to all around him, hoping to remember everything. 
Mama's tears had stopped on her face and Papa stood tall, strong against the sky. Then the wind blew again and it was over. But the family gathered together and felt as though they had never seen before how precious each of them were and they hugged again and kissed and hugged the otter whose eyes were wide in wonder too. They knew now that it would be okay. Somehow the song would come. And when Papa went to haul in the anchor, he made a noise and they rushed over and looked over the side. There, where there had only been sea and waves, was a rock. It wasn't huge, but it was there, a deep grey with a swirly pattern etched into it and reaching down deeper into the sea. They smiled and then they set off back to Luna Island. Toby and Eva sat at the back of the ship, watching the sea disappear behind them. The water occasionally showed glimpses of the bright blue in the middle of everything else. Eva was sure she saw a dolphin, but Toby wasn't convinced. Maybe, Toby said a moment later, maybe it doesn't matter that we don't know everything about the islands, because the people who live here do. And, cautiously, without admitting to each other or even to themselves what they were doing, they began playing with bits of tune and with words. By the time they were back at Luna Island, they had something. They went to the cave and went through it with Mama and Papa, who helped make some changes. It felt right. Eva felt nervous in an excited way. The tune made her heart leap. It felt fresh and new. She wondered if it should feel more powerful or serious. But this was what they had come up with. Toby was more worried about the next part of the plan, but Papa had gone to find the people they needed. The Lyondar, Fias, the Badger of Arindar, the Mother Bear, the Arthurs and other leaders from the island stood before them. Toby was nervous, but he spoke. We have a song, um, but, but we can't sing it alone. He took a deep breath. We need to teach everyone to sing it. All these people and these creatures know and love these islands and that love needs to be in the song. We can't do it on our own. We will teach you and if you send more people in and spread it, then we can sing together. The leaders looked at him and for a moment Toby was worried that they would refuse, but they did not. Someone brought the family lunch and they took turns eating as the others taught the song over and over to the people who came. Soon parts of it could be heard across the island and out in the water where the boats were still crowded. It was coming to late afternoon when Mama was sitting in the entrance to the cave and no one came. Who is next? she called out, but Fiaz came instead. He looked tired as though he had been running around a lot. I think everyone knows the song, he spoke breathlessly. Is it time? Mama looked at Papa, at Toby and Eva. Eva nodded. She looked at the wall of the cave again and gave the picture of Queen Sapphira a nod. We should go out on the ship and everyone should. They all told people the message and the crowds began to move. 
It took a long time and Eva found herself hopping with frustration. The sky was starting to get that bit darker. If the islands had all sunk a lot by this morning, how much worse was it getting? They had to sing and fast. Finally, Eva, Toby, Mama and Papa were on the deck of the bluebird. The boards smooth under their hands and their feet, every part of it familiar, every part of it home. Papa raised the sail with Toby's help. Eva walked around checking everything, which had been her job since she was old enough to do it. The boats and ships and rafts around them were gradually moving out further into the water, and they did too. The blue water was covered in all directions. Toby couldn't see the end of the ships. Eva gulped, then climbed up the prow on the front of the ship. Hang on! Eva had been about to start, but Toby stopped her, telling her to wait, and disappeared below the deck. When he came back, he was carrying the sapphire crown. He placed it on her head and around them there was a hush. Everyone had seen. Eva gulped again. Then behind her, Papa started to sound out a beat and Eva felt his love and support. And Mama stepped behind her and put a hand on her ankle. Eva breathed deeply. Toby began to play and then she began to sing. The first time, not many people joined in, but the second time she could hear the swell of voices around her and then the song felt as though it was singing itself. The song hung in the air. The whole world seemed full of singing. I call to you deep of the seas I call to you deep of the seas I call to rock and stone I call to rock and stone. Come rise again and be once more. Come rise and be once more. The islands we have called home. The islands we have called home. Be green, be lush, be safe. Be safe. Green bays and hills and breeze. Let creatures fill each island. We through that something else began to happen. Toby, playing his flute, even though he could hardly hear it through the singing, couldn't quite tell if it was a smell or a breeze. And then it was a noise, and with them singing there was something else, which didn't sound like the song of a person or an animal. It was wild and free, and it slotted into their melody and danced around it too. It's the islands! 
Eva thought, still singing out her song against the sky. The islands are singing. Then the sky began to change, and the sea too. Like before, the waves swirled around each other in patterns, changing into the most amazing collection of blues and turquoises and greens, and the sky a bluer blue than ever before. Birds began to fly overhead, and then the sun got lower in the sky and sent oranges and pinks and purples across the horizon. And then there were more notes joining the song, something deep and low. And the water began to churn more, and Eva had to grip the side of the ship, and all over things began to change. The song was knocked out of their mouths then, but the music continued, and they watched and felt. The sky seemed to be singing now too, each colour with a tone and note of its own. And then there came a great roar and clouds crashed into the sky and rain started to lash down and there was a mighty flash of lightning and the seas and wind rose. Toby and Eva and Mama and Papa reached for each other as the bluebird began to rock and tilt and sail, speeding through the water. They were clinging on for their lives and Toby kept expecting them to crash into another ship or an island. But they didn't. Around them was chaos and noise, but they clung tightly, tightly together. Then there was a flash of lightning that lit up everything with a brilliance that stayed in their eyes and a crash of thunder louder than they had ever heard. And when it had cleared from their eyes and they could see again, They were on a calm sea, under a still sky, with the sun about to set. They didn't let go for a long moment, and then they went to the edge of the ship. The bluebird was on its own. There was nothing in sight, or almost nothing. Toby made a strange sound, then pointed down. There in the water was a rock. It was the rock they had seen before, the rock that was Telus, the island Mama's family was from. Everyone must have been taken back to their own islands, Papa said in a low voice, finally breaking the silence. I think we have to sing again, Eva said, and Papa started to drum. I'm not sure that we can. Toby spoke now. The song says we will call these islands our home, but they are not our home. He looked up at the others, fixing their gaze seriously. A tear ran down Mama's cheek. Eva looked down at the stone. There was no one else here. They were the only ones who could bring back the islands of Tellus. Toby was thinking of the other islands. True, they were back but they would need new songs to survive, like Fiaz's island. These were meant to be islands of song. Tellus was the island of song. He sighed deeply. No one spoke again for a moment, and then Mama and Papa spoke at the same time. We could, maybe we. And then they all laughed and hugged each other, and there were tears on all the faces. Then they stood up and they sang again. And before their eyes, the rock began to rise and water splashed around it and an island emerged before their faces. It looked wonderful.
There were flowers and trees. There were, to Eva's surprise, halls and houses and buildings, looking fresh and clean. The song had cleaned them from years in the sea. There were gardens and fields and courtyards and a large harbour, perfect for the bluebird. Toby looked at the long halls, stone-made, with plenty of space for music to sound around. He imagined them filled with musicians, with instruments, with music. His heart settled. Up a hill, Eva could see a house, with large windows looking out to the sea. She saw a balcony and a turret, and a big door made of warm-looking wood. She didn't tell the others, but she was pretty certain that would be their house. They would rebuild and recreate the island of Tellus, the island of song, together. But not just yet. They agreed that they needed to see what was going on in the other islands, and so they set sail. They found some people laughing and singing with joy at being home. Some, who hadn't known what to do, whom they had helped. They saw islands rising out of the water, beautiful and amazing islands, different and magical each in their own way. They helped people home. They sang and cried and hugged. Papa's eyes gleamed at the adventure to be had in these islands. Mama smiled to see the children back in their homes. The people and the creatures hugged them, thanked them and offered them food. Finally, the sky was properly dark and they came back to Luna Island, which was glowing with fires and candles lit in every cave and crevice and with algae surrounding it, making it glow like the moon in the sky. They were not the only ship. Hundreds more were gathering in their joy, holding aloft lanterns and fire torches. Eva's heart raised within her, and she lifted their torch and went to the prow again. And she started to sing out a new song, one of gladness and happiness and delight. And around her, the other animals and creatures joined in. The sapphire islands were singing once more. The end. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we'd love you to share this with your friends. Soon we'll start our brand new series. Stay tuned for adventure, castles, and a magic wishing box.